Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This episode of OutlanderCast is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Now let's be real. We don't have a lot of places to go, but we do have some FaceTime dates. We have some Zoom meetings, and we've got a virtual finale party coming up that you may want to be a little gussied up for. So I know so many of you have taken the time to learn my tips and tricks at MinuteWithMary.com. But if you are on Facebook at all, and you have not searched the hashtag MinuteWithMary, search that hashtag and request to join my Marvelous VIP group. Whether or not you purchase makeup from my site or not, I share tips and tricks that you can do. And this is a great time for you to learn some new makeup or skincare skills. So once again, search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook. Join my group. And just for all of our listeners, you know, I, I had this like skincare deal all set up and I had so many people say, no, but I want the mascara. So, okay, you get what you want. Uh, MinuteWithMary.com slash discount will give you 15% off my best-selling mascara, the mascara that's going to make your eyes look fabulous, darling, as you go out to groceries, uh, shopping with your mask on. It's just going to make you feel fabulous and pulled together. So MinuteWithMary.com slash discount to grab your discounted mascara. And please go on Facebook and search hashtag MinuteWithMary to request to join my VIP. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. As Blake and I mute sing. We don't want to ruin that beautiful choral arrangement. And I had so many of you write in saying that you two want to sing along. And I've had uh, a friend of ours, actually, who is a choral arranger, a listener, said she's going to arrange it for us. So thank you. If you if you like to sing, shoot us a message. It may not be ready in time for the finale, but we are going to have an Outlander cast sing along to the choral arrangement of Outland, uh, the, the Skyboat song yes. of this season. Yes, apparently it's going to be... It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be amazing. So <laughs> I don't know anything about any of, the, any of that crap. I just show up and put a podcast But if you together. like to sing and you've been missing singing with peeps, I got you, boo. Got you. <laughs> Outlandercast at gmail.com. Let us know you're interested. So hi, my name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I am ready, baby. And you know what really I'm ready for? Je suis prêt. I am ready to play some Europe. I can't wait to play some Europe. Oh. The final countdown. It is a Mary and Blake tradition. It is. It's for, been so long that I've I like forgotten. Well, we did it for we did it for This Is Us, and we did it for uh, for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, really, it's it's most fun when we do it on when we do it on Outlander Cast. So get ready for that, ladies Woo! and gents. Get ready for some Europe. I might even play the video on the screen here live. You know, I might do it. I you've, just might. You've done wilder things, so <laughs> I would not be surprised. So, of course, we're here to talk all about the penultimate episode, 
to Outlander for season five. Um, but before we get into that, we would love to invite you to click subscribe on our podcast. Maybe you're watching us on a social media channel right now. Uh, or someone shared this with you, you can actually find Blake and I by searching in your Apple Podcast app or your Stitcher app or any podcatcher of choice. Just search Mary and Blake or Outlander Cast, and we actually have a ton of other podcasts. So if you are looking for something to watch during the long drought, Lander, um, Blake and I have several recommendations. You can find all of that at maryandblake.com. Somebody here... Ellen Sanders says, what is Europe? Oh, <gasps> the final oh. countdown. Shame. Europe is a, 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 an unbelievable hairband from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. They were from Sweden. and they're, You'll they recognize just, the song. They're the best. It's just, it's the best thing. And, and it again, it's a Mary and Blake tradition as well. Another thing too, a Mary and Blake tradition that has become one for this season is Mary and I having the White Claws, the unofficial sponsor of the Outlander cast. <laughs> Listener feedback episode, Mary. There we go. Slangeva. Slangeva. There we go. White Claw. I'm drinking the raspberry today. Mary, what are you having? Um, I'm having sangria. <laughs> How to tell when the hosts aren't like listening. <laughs> You're having the natural lime. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right. You ready to get into this bad boy? Want to know something funny? What's that? Natural lime was my first username. It was. Like before I decided to write my usernames as like my name or initials. Yeah. So my first username was Buttercups. But then when I didn't feel like that sounded grown up enough when I went to college, I looked and I was drinking a natural lime seltzer. And that was my like email address and my username on AIM (laughs) and all these different things. Natural lime still sticks with me. All right. Let's do it. You ready? Here we go. Let's Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. I hit the wrong button. Oh, well, I was dancing anyway. Here it is. This is the one that we're supposed to be hitting. Oh, yeah. Feel that drum. This is symptoms of food, Here we go. Here we go. Rosemary Knight wrote on in on the website and said, I agree with you, Blake. I do believe that the Mackenzies were spit out of the stones and landed right back where they started, maybe a few minutes or hours later. I'm basing my theory on a couple of things. Back in episode 313, Claire told Galus that she believed she was able to travel to the right time because Janie was drawing her to him. The same could be said of Frank in the 20th century. The Mackenzies have no one drawing them to the 20th century. All their loved ones are on the ridge. And that is especially true for Jemmy, the strongest traveler of the three. In this episode, Roger said that it's about them living the life they are meant to are meant to live. Well, Brianna was meant to live in the 18th century. She was conceived there. She is the 200-year-old baby. And Jemmy was conceived, born, and has lived his entire short life in the 18th century. Mm -hmm. He belongs there. And in episode 408, Roger said that old Roger is gone. It's important to note that Roger hadn't brought up going back to the 20th century since before that episode. In episode 509, when Jamie wanted Roger to promise that he would take the whole family, including Claire, um, 
to the 20th century, Roger didn't respond. While old Roger may have belonged to the 20th century, that guy is gone. He has been replaced by an 18th century version who has acclimated well to that time. As he said in 508, he's not teaching or studying history. He is living it. The Mackenzies are living the life they were meant to live in the 18th century. Love it, love it, love it, love it, and love it even more. That is all like fantastic reasoning through and through. And the other thing that I really like here too is uh, Roger himself saying, old Roger is gone. This is the new guy. And the new guy, as we saw, is capable of suffocating a little burnt girl in this house. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the old Roger probably would have puked on his, on his shoes. Agreed. Um, and that, that to me is, uh, is, is signifies uh, an evolution in uh, good old Roger Mack. And uh, even even the relationship change between Jamie and Roger Mack, mm. that, that evolution has already happened as well. So I think he does have a place in this 18th century. He just has to make it. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jelly Bean. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm thinking. Before we get into more feedback, I do want to let you know, since, since we're hanging here, we're actually live with several people. Listen, the virtual finale party needs to be a thing. Okay, you need to make sure that you are oh, with yes, us yes. Sunday night, seven fifteen uh, Eastern Standard Time, PM. We are going to have a pre-show with some phenomenal guests. We're not going to tell you who, but you don't want to miss out. You, you don't want to. You miss don't want to miss out the pre-show. on the pre-show for sure. Um, we've got some special guests tuning in. You're going to be able to see and hear the the people behind the rest of Outlander cast, our staff, um, who you've probably been reading their blog posts, been, been seeing them as moderators, been getting the newsletters. You're going to be able to see all the behind the scenes amazing people that you normally would be able to meet in real life during yep. our, our real life finale party. <laughs> But because it's now virtual, all of you can attend. It's completely free. We do have an event on Facebook. If you want to just check it as going and send it to your other friends. Maybe you have a book club of people who also love to read Outlander. Maybe you belong to a couple of other Facebook groups. Invite them. The more, the merrier. And actually, if you go to outlandercast.com, click on the menu and you see Finale Party, you'll see all of the information there. We're hoping that lots of people can join in, uh, have White Claws along with us or whatever your beverage of choice. Bake some shortbread uh, from the recipe up on outlandercast.com. But I just want to make sure that you all are planning on attending. We're, of course, having a pre-show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will press play um, on our television at exactly 8 o'clock on the Stars app, and we hope that you can press play as well, or you can be watching it on Stars. Now, if you are part of our international friends, do know that you can still watch the pre-show. The pre-show will not have any spoilers. It is just going to be completely free of, of all that, so everyone can join the pre-show. I know that not everyone can watch with us live at 8, but those of you who can, we would love for you to. And then, of course, right following after the episode ends, Blake and I come right back here in the studio. Um, oh, and the, the during the show, you're actually going to be able to see our live reactions. Yep. We'll have a camera feed on that as well. So it's like you're sitting next to us getting to watch the episode. And then we'll be right back here in the studio. So please let us know if you're able to attend. Go on that Facebook invite. Click going. Invite your friends. And um, I can't wait. Just can't wait. Another thing, too, it, all the members at OutlanderCastClan.com have the availability of giving some video messaging right here with us up in the studio, right there on that screen. For those of you who are watching live and for those of you who are listening to the podcast later on, sorry, you don't get the benefit of seeing us in our studio, but perhaps you are a member of the OutlandCastClan.com and perhaps you will watch the pre-show with us and the post-show and perhaps 
you will like to take the opportunity to give us a video message. All you do is just go to outlandercastclan.com. There's there's a pinned post there and to show you and tell you how to do it. Uh, and if you're not a member yet, I don't know why you're not because it's freaking awesome. But you go ahead, become a member. I'll include a link for it in the show notes uh, on this podcast episode. So. Yeah, that's it. That's so finale it. party, make sure you're there. All right, so back to comments on Facebook. Jennifer Catherine says, I agree. I like all the peanut butter, plus with some fluff because I'm a Mainer, and I don't think I could try to puzzle out how to make fluff in the 18th century. Oh, how do you make fluff? I take a bunch of marshmallows. Where do you get marshmallows in the 18th century? I, I have no idea. No idea. You can't go to the grocery store. Claire would figure You can't it even out. go to the grocery store now and get them. You probably ooh, are marshmallows <laughs> out now. I know, just like the beat. I, w- I went to Wendy's today. You know, I wanted to grab some uh, some uh, some lunch. The kids, the yeah. kids, <laughs> they wanted nuggets. They wanted nuggets and stuff. And Mary's like, "Oh, grab me a burger." Okay, great, sure, no problem. I go there. Burgers are out. None. No burgers. No burgers at Wendy's. Can't get them. It's like going to Dunkin' Donuts saying, "Sorry, you don't got coffee." You can't make your world famous cookies anymore, Blake. Wait. You can't get burgers. <laughs> Where's the beef? I'll ask that. Where's the beef? <laughs> We're having difficulties, those, but those you know are for what? Some old school people. You right can there. still join the Outlander cast finale. You don't have to worry about beef or flour for That's that. That's true. All right, That's Stephanie true. Holm wrote in and said, "I was editing a movie for work yesterday and may have started it by excitedly calling out." Room tone. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, Stephanie. Stephanie, what are you editing? I want to know more. Um, Megan Kirkland, also on Facebook, said, I love how there was no dialogue needed or voiceover, but we felt every minute of Ian touching the stones. Less is more. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Less is always more. Listen, there, there is always time and discussion allowed to have voiceovers it's always you know if it's if it's done correctly it's great it changes everything think of the opening of the movie goodfellas and you know like when he says all my life all i wanted to be was a gangster and then it shows him blowing up the car i feel like that's my catchphrase yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that is like true like it gives you Everything you need to know about that movie right up front. Outlander has towed the line of giving us a little too many voiceovers. But Ian here on the stones touching it, just looking at it, nothing. So nothing, good. There's nothing to be said, nothing to be done. Man, awesome stuff. Love. Deanna Daly said, maybe they go weeks or months into the future to find something out, and they have to go back to warn whoever, Jamie and Claire, about what happened. Hmm. Angela Hickey says, I want Blake to own that Brownsville was nothing, was not a nothing side story that didn't matter. Own it, Blake. She's calling you out. No, I I will absolutely own that. It is absolutely, that episode absolutely was a side story. It, it, it doesn't, it really, really, really doesn't matter the things that happened there because they're angry at Claire for being Dr. Rawlings. They're not necessarily angry at Claire and capturing her because of what happened with the with random Ridge kid and uh, and and the daughter. They're mad because of Dr. Rawlings. That is obvious. The 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 stuff with the kid and the daughter doesn't help, but that isn't what led to this capturing. It was absolutely a side quest. Well, and also that Jamie's not coming to their their call. I mean, yeah, that doesn't help either, but that, that I don't sense that they were doing that, that they're going to get Claire because Jamie said no. 
Like whatevs, you're not on our team anymore. So yeah, like like I, I don't we don't s- have your back. Yeah, okay, fine. You're gonna have to. Maybe they'd come and and, and bust their balls a little bit, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna go capture Claire hmm. and start a war. It just means okay, well, screw you then. You're out. We will see. We will see, my darling. Carrie Lynn Beckin wrote in saying, "Any other show, only folks getting a feeling that despite the odds of age." Claire might be pregnant. Hashtag outlandish theory. Um, I'll take a little sip on that one. I like that idea. I really like that idea. I don't think it's true, but in a crazy world, I'm in on that. I'm in on Claire being pregnant again. You know, because hot flashes happen, man, when you're pregnant. And they talked about having babies. They they talked about adopting a baby. I mean, there's some stuff happening here. There's some stuff. So I'm going to say interesting. <laughs> I love Mary's face. I love Mary's face. Oh, that's great. Robin Maria O'Neill says, Lord John is Santa. Well, his hot younger brother with all the gifts. Seriously. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You know he has a sleigh and he's like, giddy up. <laughs> Gonna drop all these things off, checking the list, making sure everyone's been good. By the way, yeah. go, I, we had a, a little snag with the Sir Gifts a lot shirt that I originally put up. What was wrong with it? Um, it was taken down, uh, unfortunately. However, I created another design and it's better <laughs> this time. It is better. So actually, you know time what? time to take down your silly t-shirt designs. You know what? I love it. Vamp for me. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. Oh, here. okay. All right. Yep. I'm, I'm down. You know, <laughs> Claire's hot flashes. L- uh, listen, I know. I remember Mary when she was pregnant getting hot flashes. I'm getting hot flashes now. I'm just saying. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm uh, just saying. I remember that. So just because Claire was having hot flashes don't mean that she ain't pregnant. It just means that she's got hot flashes. All right, hold on. I got, I got the, I got the thing right here. You know what I got that I never have really had outside of it? Charlie horses. When I was pregnant, I can't really? see it that well, Blake. Yeah, Charlie horses. There like, we go. Like wake me up, sir. Gifts a lot. Sir gifts a lot. There it is, ladies and gents. Go to the Marion Blake store and get the sir gifts a lot shirt. It is awesome. I love it. And uh, we actually, ha- we actually have one too that says. Um, well, you know what? I'll just put it up on screen. Here it is. What? It says, <laughs> Lord John, I only shop locally. I only shop locally. <laughs> I love it. Hey, hey listen. Is it, is it menopause? More than likely. I'm just saying there's a possibility, and I like the possibility there's of it. There's a possibility. For all our twihards. <laughs> oh, my yes, gosh. Yes. See okay. Holly Schultz. Out How do you say this? See, I'm learning I'm learning how to Freund? speak the American language again because my first grade son is doing all this like vowel consonant E makes the first vowel say its name. Like all these things that we've just been conditioned that I forgot basic how to read words. Mm-hmm. So how would you say this one? I would say if Freund. There's a, if there's a U after an E. Freund? Freund. What does the U, EU make? Oin. Right? EU? Yeah, but that looks like it's German, so I would say Freund. <sighs> Holly's got to let me know because now my <laughs> my mind's reeling with all this amazing home curriculum that I just love learning about. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, please never yeah. make me teach first grade again. Um, so Holly wrote in saying, Mary, fellow Harry Potter fan here. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, hold on. I, uh, there. You're a wizard, Harry. Spotify launched a reading of Harry Potter, and Daniel Radcliffe reads the first chapter. They launched it today, I would say, for your birthday. I didn't know they launched it on my birthday. Look at you. So you knew that this was happening. Yeah, I already watched the video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, the first chapter, and they're going to be having different stars read different chapters of the book. Should have known. Fantastic. Should have known. You're welcome. Yep. That was, that's actually really cool that he was doing that. And uh, for all the uh, Harry Potter nerds that are out there, that that's that's a pretty cool thing, man. I, I really like that. All right. We got some comments here. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I want to go back to what Jennifer Catherine said earlier, uh, that she's a Mena. That's someone obviously from Maine. Um, but she's talking about fluff. She's like, I like all the fluff peanut butter. Plus with some fluff because I'm a Mena. I, you know, I love peanut butter and fluff. I'm all about the fluff life. Peanut, peanut butter. I'm even all about the peanut butter and fluff life too. What I'm not for and I'm wholeheartedly against. As a matter of fact, people who do this should be thrown in jail. Oh my God. Peanut butter, jelly, and fluff. Who does peanut butter, jelly, and fluff? No, no. If you do peanut butter and jelly and fluff, you're out of the circle of trust. Okay. You're out. Out. I want nothing to do with it. That is crazy. That's crazy town. Why would you Why would you ruin two good things to add a third thing? Not worth my time. Don't know. Can't do it. I don't it. know. You know, I do like um, bananas and peanut butter. Yeah. I can do bananas, peanut butter, and fluff. Uh... I can do bananas, peanut butter, and Nutella. I could do. Yeah, okay. I could do fluff peanut butter Nutella. Okay. Uh, oh, Just give it, me everything. LB says on YouTube, "What is fluff?" <gasps> LB, where are you from? Where are you from? So I can describe it to you. It's a tub of marshmallow cream. Yeah, it's that's what it is. Marshmallow cream. It's like a. It's a spread. It's like Nutella, but marshmallow. That's yeah. what it is. It's just marshmallow. It's a spread. And yep. oh my god, it's the best. Yep. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Um, okay. So, sorry. Ms. Ms. I Mom DY from Instagram said, so glad to see Jamie and Claire's intimacy, that their story is still about them, their unique connection, their passion has not shifted to being only about their family as the characters age. The rest of the episode lays the groundwork for a wickedly exciting finale. Droughtlander 2020 is going to be a B, to be sure. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Troutlander, they're talking. I, you know, my guess, my guess is that we do not see another season of Outlander until 2022. Oh wow, you're digging deep. Yeah, 2022. My guess is January 2022. I'm saying fall 2021. Uh, certainly possible. Uh, absolutely possible. Um, generally, they uh, studios like to get shows. Uh, premiered by January, February. And we they, can blame COVID. Uh, yes. Let's be real. Well, that's that, what that's we're really blaming. what it is. I mean, that's really what it is. That's what Like that's people what can't about. like fly internationally right now. We can't be meeting in large. We don't know for how long. Yeah. And all television and film industry is put at this really awkward standstill. Well, you got to figure it's going to be at least a year to film. <sighs> at least a year to film. And who knows when they all can get back together again after this COVID thing. So, so you guys definitely need to follow MarianBlake.com then, because we're going to be filling you with lots right. of fun stuff in so, Dreadland. So let's just say for the sake of argument, even if they started filming today, which they're not going to, but let's just say they which started they today, a year just to finish filming, you're looking at May of 2021. Never mind post-production, never mind pre-production, never mind any of that stuff. You are looking at May of 2021. So if you add in all the other things, casting, all of it, 
you're you're easily looking at January 2022. Like there's no way around it. There's there's no way. There's no way. So hopefully we can come up with some other shows and other things to podcast about in the meantime. We most certainly will. Yes. All right. Megan K. Gangwer says uh, 3.5, maybe four kilts. I feel like they give us a lot of information to go forward, but I feel like they left way too much out, especially on Ian's story. And it's really bugging me. I read the first three books, but then I stopped because I like to do the opposite. I like to watch the shows first and then read the books. You and me both, girl. You and me both. Uh, I know I'm crazy. No, you're not because you're just like me. But I haven't felt like I wanted to read any of the books anymore because the show is just starting to let me down. Now, reading everyone's comments on how they're even jumping to book six and leaving more things out, I don't understand what the writers are doing. They're starting to confuse the show watcher right here. That being said, there were a lot of things I did like about this episode. I just wish I had more information. I guess I just have to start reading the books again. Marvin. This is an interesting comment. Sam said on Twitter that they were planning on beginning to film this fall. Uh, yeah, but what what does that mean now? I mean, who knows? And and even if even if they were gonna, they were planning on going to start shooting this fall, that that doesn't mean anything. And even if they did do it, even if they could Let's do move it, on. it's going to be a year from that anyway. Oh, okay. So, Continue with Megan. Yeah. So, well, Megan Megan's comment is over, but let me ask you this: Do you think they've done? a disservice to show watchers based upon your knowledge of the books and how the story went. Do you think they've, they, they've done the writers have done the show watchers a little dirty? No, I don't. I mean, listen, I'm a show watcher, so I don't know, but it, to me, it doesn't feel that way. I, I feel like we're getting a good story, regardless of whatever happened in the book. We're getting a good story. I've always said, I said this from day one and I, I will go to my dying day. Say this, Whatever happens in the books is fine. That's great. The books are there for that purpose. However, I don't care what the shows give me as long as what the show gives me is the the messaging and the feeling that you're supposed to get from the books is relatively the same. You could do two totally different scenes, but the purpose, the, the feeling behind it is the same. So as long as the story makes sense to the show itself then you're you're telling a good story. And see, what I don't like is I'm a nosy Nelly and I want to know what's going on with everybody. And generally thanks to Claire's voiceovers or just Claire's honesty, we know everything that's going on goes on between Jamie and Claire. And so what's tough is that Ian obviously doesn't want to talk about what's bothering him. And that goes right up me. Oh my God. When Blake comes home and he's had a rough day and he's not ready to digest it and talk about it. Like sometimes he's one of these people that needs to digest it to even know exactly what it was that bothered him. And I'm like, what's going on? What's good? Do you want to talk about it? What's what's I could tell that something's bothering you. That's how I feel with Ian where I'm like, buddy, um, you sure you don't want to talk about it. Sometimes talking about things makes me feel better. Mm-hmm but it doesn't make Ian feel better right now. Angela says, uh, no, they weren't planning on, they were actually planning to film this week, starting filming. Now they have to move uh, the start to fall this year because of COVID and oh, everything that's it's breaking going my on. heart. And so, I just Angela, thank you so much. my white claw on me. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, uh, our cat has arrived and uh, Stephanie Holm on Facebook is saying, hello, I'm Lumos. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome, welcome to Lumos' <laughs> podcast. Sunline Stephanie says on Instagram that she absolutely loved this episode. Her only gripe is with the fade to black love scenes, which seem to have become the norm. Edginess and realism when it comes to sex is important to Outlander. Sets it apart from other shows, in my opinion. What do you, would you agree with this, Marvin? 
the fade to black love scenes. I didn't really notice. Like, what else would it be? Just like no, not, just just, uh, just just stay with them, stay with them, and 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 watch the whole thing and endure. <laughs> not just endure. Just just watch it all. Watch it move from the window to the floor to the bed to the sweat drops down. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Mary. Good You're one. Welcome. You're that, welcome. That was good. I like that one. Jesse Jane said, "Okay, question. Did I hear Jamie tell Bray that William will never know that Jamie is his dad? Because didn't Jamie tell William he was his dad the day the tribesmen confronted them for stealing fish? Remember, Jamie did say yes. he's like, stop. He's that's my son. my son. Yada yada. But no, that that." That was more, I think Willie interpreted that to be, he's trying to save my life, yeah. not he's really my dad. They didn't like have a conversation being like, so about that really dad awkward. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Willie kind of gave this look, like the seed is now planted, you know, in that sure. look that it gives him. But yep. yeah, no, I, yes, Jamie said that, but it was more in a sense of like, I'll do whatever I can to save him. Uh, LB here says, I get bored with the sex scenes. I always feel it's sacrificing plot. Uh, fair I statement. don't get bored. <laughs> you know, when I was reading the books, I just, okay, yeah, great. For real? They're having sex. That's that's great. Okay, let's get to the next thing. Because it's like, it's I can only hear how Claire touches Jamie's firm member and not, like so many times. Like, come on, man. Like, great. That's He's cool very proud sex. of it, as I, we got to see in Alamance. Look elements. at me. Look at it. Look at it. Like, Get out of here, Jamie. <laughs> that cracked me up. Stop that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, good thing it was firm. That's how uh, she was able to warm him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie wrote in on email saying that her good was the twins who played Jemmy are delicious little imps, and I love them. More of this, please. Her better was the farewells between Brie and Marcelie, and Brie and Lizzie broke her heart. I so appreciate that the show gave these women strong friendships, and watching their last moments together was a total gut punch. And her best was when Lizzie told Brie, you're one of the bravest I know. I thought, well, yeah, obviously. Brie's a badass who not only sailed across the sea and time to save her parents she put herself in front of bonnet to protect her mother and son but then i remembered that lizzie knows about a different kind of bravery the kind where you sacrifice your own happiness for someone you love lizzie's father sent her to america to keep her safe even though it meant he'd likely never see her again although lizzie doesn't know exactly why Bree's leaving she knows she's doing it for her family yeah i mean that-, that family sacrifice, man. Exactly. Oh, Lizzie, you know, Lizzie's been, Lizzie's been, you know, there. She's been around the ridge. We've seen her a little bit sprinkled here or there, you know, chilling near a bison. Um, but her in this episode was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. it helped, it gave me so much, uh, I had so many emotions watching her talk to Brie. And it blew me away because Lizzie hasn't, as I said, she's been there. She's been in the building with us, Mm -hmm. but I haven't really had much connection with Lizzie this season. But her goodbye helped remind us of everything that she has been with Brie through. Sure. Um, And, you know, we've all had those friends who like, who've just been there with us, who've been by our side some from some pretty big moments in our life for her to say, I was there with you yep. when you were with Bonnet, when you were married, when you gave birth, like, and now you're leaving. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Monica Matlas here says on Facebook, I think Jamie needs a picture of Brie on his nightstand. What's up with that? You think that he would have one. 
but you, I think the only picture that he would really have is the one of her in the in the bikini, the one that he hates. <laughs> or you know, but now that they finally got some pictures that Bree drew, now, now that they, can, they have like time timely appropriate, I don't think he would want to have pictures pictures up just in case Fergus sees it. Yes, yes. All right, uh, let's see what do we got uh, from Christy. Uh, she says, "Hey, Mary and Blake, this is my first comment on any of the episodes." Hold on. While watching 5.11, I started crying at minute 30 and mm. did not yep. stop. Anyway, the minute Lord John gave Jamie the port- portrait of Willie, I started laughing. I could only hear you saying that Lord John brings the best gifts. This visit and his gift did not disappoint. Keep up the great work with the podcast. I listen every week. Thank you, Christy, for uh, for uh, listening every week and engaging and thinking of us while you're watching Outlander. Yeah. Uh, go get your Sir Gifts a Lot shirt at the Marion Blake store. <laughs> Seriously, it, just, it makes me laugh because it's like Lord John Gray has seen him so many times. He has seen Jamie so many times. Like either he just had that portrait shipped over to him mm-hmm. or he's had it in his back pocket. Like, Chilling in his Santa Claus sleigh for months. <laughs> his Santa Claus sleigh. You know what I mean? I, like, then, why wouldn't he have said here? Like, I'm assuming that it just came in the post. The, the next, the next shirt's going to be Lord John in the Santa Claus outfit. Giddy <laughs> By the way, th- th- we got a bunch of people commenting on Lord John and then David Barry on his Instagram post saying how he's done with Outlander. Uh, listen. Uh, we've addressed this on the last episode, but I just I feel compelled to address it again. A lot of me says there is no chance this guy is off of Outlander for the rest of time. It ain't going to happen. They don't invest this much time into that character only to have him leave because of something stupid. He's not going away for the rest of time, guys. He's I mean, just Lord John Gray is going back across the sea. Yeah, but you know, we got... I mean, all right, depending on the amount of seasons that they're playing on That's what it depends upon. um, It depends upon... I I don't know what kind of role he plays in book six. I don't know. And I don't know... I mean, hell, they took stuff from book six six, and put it into season five. So what's to say they don't take stuff from book seven and put it in season six or book eight or whatever, however many damn books there are? Who's to say they don't condense the story to include Lord John next season? There's no chance the guy's done with Outlander for the rest of time. No way, not 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 happen. It's a you could, I'll eat my hat. I will literally eat my hat if David Barry is no longer an Outlander forever. Ain't gonna happen. No way. No chance. No chance. I'm just being quiet. <laughs> All right. This one comes from Sarah. She says, "I think it was another great episode. I can't believe the season finale is just in a few days. It went by." too fast. I knew Ian would figure out the truth by season's end if he hadn't already and I feel so bad for him that he can't go through the stones. And Jamie's reaction to the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and him eating it with a fork cracked me up. And Claire being so smug while he looked in the microscope and made me chuckle too. And as for Bree, Roger, and Jemmy, I think they ended up even further in the past. Otherwise, what was the point of having them leave if they were just going to end up back where they left? That said, I hope they are back where they left. <laughs> I wasn't ready for them to leave. And finally, the Browns and their men are going to wish they never kidnapped Claire or hurt Marceline or anyone else on the ridge. Take care. Stay safe, Mary and Blake. Uh, yeah, man. Um, oh, you do not mess with the Taurus's family. No, you don't do that. You do not. Um, so here's the thing. Someone just said that the portrait of Willie was probably Lord John Gray's that he's been holding on to for his own sake. But now that he's going back home to him, yes. he doesn't need it. That would make sense. Yes. Yes. Um, 
I, I just don't see Roger. I mean, the point of them going to the stones, going through and then coming back is to validate their existence in their lives with their family. And I like the fake out of it all, you know, because it, 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 it spurs conversation. I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument that you're like us right now. You're watching it week to week. We're having these conversations all week about where the hell is Roger and Roger and Brie going? Where, where they go? What happened to them? Now, let's take the opposite. Let's say you're binging this. It's on Netflix next year. You're watching it. Boom, you're like, boom, dude, boom. you're like, oh my God, I got to get to the next one now. Where the hell did they go? This is an absolute right choice for this show in how they did it. Whether or not they send Brie into the future and like to the 80s or 90s, let's say. I mean, I don't know. Who knows when they come back where they go. But let's just say they end up in the late 80s and they go to the, the, the they're watching Stranger Things, you know, uh, happen in real life. Uh, and they go, they're going to the malls. Eating Eggo waffles. Eating Eggo waffles, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, and they're fighting the Demogorgon, okay? That would be really cool. But it also, again, it validates. Let's hope they didn't go to 2020. <laughs> For real. Like I said, here's Baby Yoda, here's a White Claw, and here's a mask. Have fun. <laughs> um, but let's say they, they do go back to the same time. It's just a little bit further into, it's like 20 minutes later. It validates their existence in the 18th century. It tells them that they are supposed to be there. And that is excellent. Either way, any way that they've played this, unless they go to like dinosaur time, this is going to be the right move for them. Oh my God, I love dinosaurs so much. <laughs> All right, Mom, are you ready for the uh, voicemails? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hiya, Mary and Blake. This is Carrie, first Hi. time calling from Duluth, Woo! Minnesota. Hey, yes. Totes love the podcast. Get a ding and ding. You I'll always do it. make my heart smile. Oh. oh, sorry. Hold on. You're right. I gotta. I gotta do the. Oh, that you, is Carrie. such an abrasive. Loud. It's not that bad. Get I swear here. to God, if it's anyone not. else feels that way, please let me know. In the no, comments. it's not that bad. So here's my take on episode 511, Journey Cake. Okay. O M G. Yep. So fracking amazing all the feels 4.99 kilts with the only bad being the mercy killing of burnt girl suffocation uh if ever you find me in such a manner please just take me out with a knife walking dead zombie kill style okay (laughs) that said let's focus on the greats because the goods were simply surpassed otter tooth too hot to handle stone indicating that he can travel ian confirming his auntie is a fairy Claire and Jamie's post-hot-flash rumpy-pumpy. Thankful she didn't fall out the window. And the next morning, sperm viewing. Brie learning about William. Jamie eating his PB&J journey cake with a fork and a knife. All the goodbyes before leaving the ridge, especially the hug between Brie and Claire. Please pass the Kleenex. Hashtag bear flare. Yes. And then leaving us hanging as to when they ended up. In the last five minutes, riveting. Talk about setting the stage for what looks to be one hell of a finale. I'm so conflicted. I can't wait, and yet I don't want it to be over. Wow. Just wow. Well, thank you, Carrie. I don't want it to be over either. I really don't. I'm having so much fun this season. Me too. I'm, so, so much fun. You know what it is, too? It's because we've been engaging so much with all the community here in, in our own little fiefdom Agreed. about Landercast. Um 
I, you know, you guys have many, I, I can't tell you how many emails and messages we've received from, from, from listeners saying, oh my God, Mary and Blake, thank you so much for doing this during this whole COVID crisis. I know things are crazy with your kids. I know like... <laughs> Blake was <laughs> yeah, exposed I, to I the I was virus. exposed to the virus <laughs> and like you're having Mary like in your house, in studio, upstairs. I know you're doing all of these things, but thank you so much. Um, for giving us something to look forward to. And uh, while I appreciate that, and I, and I cannot express to you how much it means to Mary and I that we get these messages a lot, um, what I need to say to you guys is it that this is really about you. I mean, Agreed. I can't tell you how much pleasure and confidence and self-love that I have uh, because of you, um, because of everything that you guys do for us. If you're listening on the podcast right now, thank you. If you're watching us on the live right now, thank you. Like you, you're the ones who do this for us. It, 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 this community, uh, you, you guys are the movers of it all. We, we're, again, we're just nerds in our basement with microphones in our face, and we just happen to know how to do this stuff. It's really about you. So thank you. I, I just, I just have to say that. All right, let's get the next one. Howdy, Mary and Blake. This is Michael from Shawnee, Kansas. Hey, Michael. I'll hey, Michael. give this episode five kilts and will share with you my GGWTF. Ooh. My good, Brianna. <laughs> Sophie Skelton did an excellent job in showing Bree's torn emotional state. Mm-hmm. Even though Bree agrees that it would be safer in the 20th century, watching her, I could see she did not want to leave. My great, Dr. Rawlings' recommendations. This subplot is one of the best show-only creations in Outlander. When Claire first wrote them out because the Ridge residents didn't see her as a learner physician, I thought, hmm. The next episode, when Fergus grabbed a sheet of paper to use for Jamie's advertisement, we see some of those recommendations on the other side, and I thought, mm-mm. Now we are seeing a considerable consequence of those actions. My WTF. I am a book reader having read the eight main books before 101 aired. Mm -hmm. While I accept the show for what it is, I like to discuss some of the differences with other book readers. After finishing this episode shortly after midnight Kansas City time, I got on the Facebook to see more than a few WTF comments in multiple groups discussions. Seeing Roger, Bree, and Jemmy actually go through the stones at this time in the overall story was a complete surprise to me. I will conclude with my own outlandish prediction. Okay. We see the three recovering from their travel, but we don't see any visual confirmation on when they are. Our only clues are Jemmy seeming to recognize someone and Roger declaring, what the devil? My hmm. theory is that they are not in the 20th century and only traveled forward a few minutes in time. Yep. It is my belief that Diana Gabaldon just punked her book readers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I like it. Right? I like it. You know, um, you know, piggybacking on what you're saying, Michael, uh, and I know Michael's with us live, so thank you for joining us. Thanks, thank Michael. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I actually haven't officially said congratulations on your Super Bowl win because he's from, he's from, um, he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Nice. Um, so congratulations on your Super Bowl win, big fella. He's also someone who wants to join in our choral project, so I'm very excited. You can to, sing bass to have that to have that luscious voice. Tell you what, Michael ain't no soprano. <laughs> <laughs> um, piggybacking on what you're on, on what you said, bud. Um, you know, I kind of like the fact that she kind of punked Diana, kind of punked everybody. If she in fact did punk everybody, um, and I kind of like that because. It puts everybody Ashton. Yeah, it puts everybody, not just show watches. We're we're not in the dock. Everybody is in the dock in this show right now, and I really like that. Mary, as a show watcher, do you like this feeling, or do you like knowing what's coming? No, I love this. I you do? love this. Um, 
I love it because, you know, there's so many times where I sit there and I, probably book readers have heard me on the podcast where I say something and they're like, nope, that's the other book, Mary. Nope, that's this. That hasn't happened. You know, you get you get kind of jumbled up every once in a while between timelines. Um, at least I do. I'm not perfect at all when it comes to timelines of these books. Um, and when something is completely different, I sit there and I go, oh, okay. Like, right. this is awesome because I sit there and I go, all right, I didn't forget this. Like, this is so different, but how is it going to line up with X, Y, Z that I know should or has to happen? Um, and I get to have this joy of excitement of sharing in something with the show watches. You know, there's so many times when I know when something's about to happen and I, I know it's moments away on the screen. And rather than my looking at the screen, I'm watching Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching his reaction to see how he reacts about it or what he thinks about what they're going to say. You know, as soon as I saw the perfume, I was like, Oh, I know, I know what's going down. <laughs> um, it's just that perfume by the way I'm just so happy they worked that in um, <laughs> <laughs> I love this I love it because it puts us all on the same train especially as we go into the finale yeah right you know like we're all on the same playing field right for the finale episode right uh, let's see we have a comment here Ruth McDonald says I don't think it's Diana doing the punking I think the showrunners decided to do this Roger Bree cliffhanger and she had to write it Ruth you're 100% right guaranteed the show but I love is, it. yeah but it's great and diana has to fill it in so i mean it's easy to say diana punked us but really it was it was the whole staff that punked us really uh, and uh and and, and s- somewhere deep in the in the corners and the reaches of of 18th century north carolina ashton kutcher is sitting there with the camera just waiting <laughs> just waiting for roger and to be like psych <laughs> love it all right let's get to the next one Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Eliza. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, you brought episode 511. Wow. Five plus plus kids. Um, there was so much in this episode that I loved. I'm a nerd for time travel and I live yep. for the rules. Yep. Bear flare everywhere and rumpy pumpy with Claire in her underwear. Mm-hmm. And Maya emphasized that is one of the reasons why I love this show. It's romantic and sexy without being obscene. I hope one day to get my mom into Outlander and I know I could never pull it off if it was like Game of Thrones. So many sweet goodbyes. You know Lord John is doing some season six shopping in London. I'm so glad that they kept the feisty wee swimmers under the microscope. Yes. Um, it was a pleasant surprise that I thought they'd cut. Contrasting colors everywhere. Can I get some fries with that mustard? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. get over a clear surgery in the tie to Dr. Rawlings. <sighs> um, her box is just so beautiful. The journey cake bit was wonderful. Na 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 bat suit. <laughs> um, the costumes were also five plus. Um, no Mrs. Bug and no Adso, but they had Jamie teaching Wee Jim how to write Gideon. Adso was in this and episode. That was just so sweet. Um, wrapping was. it up with Jamie setting the cross on fire, and it awoke something in me that was deep and passionate and ancestral, as if I was being called myself, and I would follow him. Yeah, man. Don't mistake physical attraction. For the loyalty to one's laird. Amen. Until next time, my dears. Slunge. I'm pretty sure Adso is in the scene where Jamie's talking to Bray. Um, right? Because Adso's yes. like sitting yes. on like a he built-in on, on the bench. window ledge. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adso is the new Ian. Like he yeah. and Fergus are fighting <laughs> for the chance of like who can be on screen but not be acknowledged <laughs> the most. <laughs> I'm going to make a buy Adso shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm making a buy ad so sure. <laughs> oh, poor kitty. Um, I Eliza. Eliza is like one of my soul sisters. I love yes, how she, she was is. like throwing a little singing in there. Oh yeah. Yes, Eliza. Eliza and Peggy. Um, listen, Eliza. I really like. Adso the idea. is the Peggy. I, Adso is absolutely Peggy. And like Adso deserves so much more. Lumos is here to like say to that the cats need some more love. <laughs> um, Eliza brings up a great point where she says when Jamie was running to light the cross and finally mm-hmm. does and it shows the cross in this big panning shot that's pulled away from the entire scene, something awoke in her that was deep and ancestral. And Eliza, I could not agree with you more. Um, that is when you know that either one, that you're engaged with the show that you're watching or two, the writing is spectacular. Uh, and the acting is spectacular. Like it, it, that's one of those moments that everything just coalesces. The the writing and the directing and the cinematography and the set design and the acting, all of it, it all just comes together for this one great moment. And I will say that this was a great moment Agreed. for the for for Outlander. Jay, I, I will never forget Jamie running to go light this cross. And how cool that Sam's like, I'm running to go burn my dad's cross. Right, like in real life. In real life, like, yeah, because cool, his man. dad built it, yeah. Right, uh, we have a birthday wish for you, Mary. Would you oh, like to hear it? Yes. Let's do it. Hey, it's Janine. This Hi. is not my listener feedback. This is a birthday wish for oh. Mary. Happy birthday, Mary. Or should I say Cinco de Mary? Yes. Your birthday falls on Revenge of the Fifth. Yep. That's when the dark side is celebrated. So I'm hoping you either are in like a Darth Vader costume <laughs> as well as like maybe a sombrero Ooh, at yeah. the same time as like a derby dress or something. Yeah. I think that's how you should celebrate. <laughs> but we'll definitely have a drink for you tonight. We'll be looking for the After Dark episode so we can celebrate <laughs> together. Wine in hand, maybe even a piece of cake in your honor. All right. All right. Have a great birthday. Bye. Thank you, Janine, for the birthday wishes. Thank you, everybody who sent in birthday wishes on social media and emails. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, I did. I I had some Kentucky Derby time this weekend. That is generally when I throw my birthday party is on the Kentucky Derby Saturday. Um, and then we had tacos and I had a taco-shaped birthday cake. And, of course, we did our 511 podcast on my birthday. That's right. So... Yeah, it's it's been a really exciting, exciting birthday. Very different, a memorable one for sure, but I appreciate all of the birthday. By the love. way, we're getting a bunch of people correcting us. It was not uh, Sam's dad, it's his uncle. Oh, that, well. That did it. Stats of a nerds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say anytime I'm wrong. Stats of a nerds. <laughs> uncle, sorry. <laughs> all right, we get, let's get the next one. Happy birthday from the Highlands of Scotland. Oh. What's a love from the Lings? Oh, thank you, Kirsten. Oh Hall of Yay. Fame caller calling in. Can I just like save that sound and it can play Kirsten wishing me happy birthday every birthday for the rest of my life? Yep. Yeah, wait, we can actually we, we actually have the power. We you have do. the technology, ladies you know? and gents. We have the technology. Now Janine did give us some real listener feedback. Okay. You ready All for right, it? Yeah, right, let's get go. off the merry birthday train. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's Janine from Pennsylvania. Oh boy, that episode really set the table for the finale. Seeing that little girl burnt was horrible, but I can't help but wonder if there was a more humane and efficient way to put her out of her misery than asphyxiation. I don't know. I did love that when the open necklace broke, young Ian was just like, what are we talking about? Yeah. The pre-Mohawk young Ian would have accepted not understanding, but this new Ian's like, nah, I need answers. 
Welcome to the circle of trust, Ian. <laughs> but here is my question. Why was Ottertooth using a ballpoint pen to write in a dead language? Seriously, why did a guy from the 1900s bother learning a language that died in the 8th century? Hmm. Also, Blake, I think we need a camp-style t-shirt that says Ulysses Quarantine Cabin. <laughs> I felt his boredom on a personal level. I did love that the whole time he was free and just chilling with Jocasta. Oh, and I see Jemmy got his own room. New parents only need to learn that lesson once, right? <laughs> I'm just wondering what Jemmy's going to think about his childhood and tell his friends. My parents were really into Renaissance fairs, LARPing, and historical reenactments. I did get a little flustered during that sex scene, but that's because I thought Claire was going to fall out of that window. Thank Man, you! That's one way to elevate the heart rate. <laughs> but last thing, the beacons are lit. The Fraser's call for aid. All right. That's it for me. Bye, guys. Oh, Janine. Thank so you good. so much. Thank you so much. And right. I do need, I know you said stats are for nerds, but yes. Sam's father has passed. So I've, okay, fair we enough. can't say stats are for nerds. We need to. Fair enough. R.I.P. Sam's dad. I officially retract the stats are for nerds. His, his uncle was the one that made the crosses. Okay. So apologies, apologies, apologies. I, I officially retract it. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Let's get the next one. Hi, Blake and Mary. This is Dina from the Washington, D.C. area. Hey, you know, one thing that um, hit me just as we were wrapping up um, the episode that you did tonight called Journey Cake. Uh-huh. Um, you know, with regards to Bree and Roger going back through the stones, I think one important thing that everyone has forgotten about here, and that is that there is no guarantee that they are going to get back to the Boston of their time period. In other words, they don't know if they are going to be thrust forward five years, 10 years, or even 20 years. Right. We cannot forget the fact that it was Claire and Roger who first realized that the passage of 20 years had taken place by the time the two of them were searching for Jamie. Mm. That's it. Thank you to both of you. Absolutely right. There's no guarantee that they end up back in 19, you know, 70, whatever, or 1960, whatever, in Boston or in North Carolina, where wherever they're going. There's no guarantee. It, they, it, like again, they could be, you know, There's fighting no the guidebook. They could be fighting the demigorgon. You know, uh, in, in Galus's guidebook is is yeah. MIA right now. Right. It could be anything. <laughs> it, we really could be giving them a couple of masks. Like it. Who knows what the rules are. Uh, I don't think the show has given us uh, a clear. guideline, a clear guidelines on what the rules are for, for time travel. Was Galus's book in the show or in the book? Oh, I know it was definitely in the book, uh, but I don't remember. Oh, if, yeah. See, now you've read that one. I've so read now, that. Okay. I've read Dragon see, it becomes muddled a little bit. I know, like, I know. <laughs> uh... um, I don't, I don't, I don't specifically recall if her book was in the show. I will say that I don't remember <laughs> Roger and Claire doing, you know, their impression of James Bond, you know, uh, going to her office to break into it and steal the damn thing <laughs> in the show. So yeah. in the show, so I don't, I don't remember that too okay. much. But uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. All right, let's get the next one. Hey guys, this is Kalia from Australia. Hey Kalia, and I've got some listener feedback for episode eleven. They say it was in the so, show. First of all. It's a five kilter. I mean, come on. Like, right. who doesn't love this episode? Right. Uh, so my good, bad, and greats. Good. Finally, Ian knows. I loved his reaction. It was just perfect. And then he got some bear flare in the background with the Stones theme playing. Oh, mm. Loved it. 
My bad. Oh, look, Jamie and Claire are separated. Again. And how the heck did Bree and Roger find those stones again? Like, I mean, last time Roger was there, he was, like, running for his life. Right. I wouldn't think he recognized much. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Great. All of the family moments, there were a lot. Jamie telling Bree about Willie and how grateful he is mm. to have gotten to know Bree. Yes. The PB and Jay dinner, Lord John and Grey and Bree, and the good vibe between Bree and Marsley. Did I catch Marsley is pregnant again? Yes, you did. Is this the third or the fourth? Fourth. It's like the count. fifth. I don't know. <laughs> In my very own outlandish theory that, yes, Roger, Bree, and Jemmy went through the stones, but they didn't leave that time. Somehow they just came back through the stones, and when it shows them on the other side, Jemmy hops up and runs at something, smiling like he recognizes it, which makes me think it's Ian. Mm. Anyway, just my thoughts. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you, Kalia. You know, I, uh, I, I, I'm loving all your outlandish theories. This is really good stuff. Uh, why don't we get to the next one? Hi, Mary and Blake. My name's Jessica, and I'm calling from Houston, Texas. I am a longtime listener and first-time caller, and I'm calling about Journey Cake. I gave this episode a five-kilt rating. My good Ian knows. He was so cute about it and so understanding, and I think he feels like he finally is in the club, so to speak. Mm-hmm. My bad. The Ridge woman getting attacked. My goodness, poor Marsley. She took a tremendous beating for her. Oh my gosh, a right? pregnant woman, my goodness. Seriously. so hard to watch. And of course, Clara getting taken away. My great was the father-daughter relationship really shining through with um, Jamie and Brie and just the sweetness there was. And Brie finding out about her brother. And I just can't wait to see... How all that translates in future mm-hmm. episodes. I hope you all have a great week and stay safe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? I, I just, I have to say this. How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. <laughs> I, 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 I heard like the final minute of the final 20 seconds of your, of your voicemail. <laughs> Only because our cat is trying to literally eat Mary's cord that goes to her <laughs> headphones. And I was trying to just not kill her. I kill was, me? No, no. Kill the cat. The cat is driving me <laughs> freaking bananas. She's so excited right about now. the nail on the wall that holds my headphone. She likes my She's headphone She's like touching the, the screen. She's coming in between uh. the freaking computer. Lumos. Go take a Xanax or something. Get get out of here. Oh, she sees herself on the monitor, too. Oh, man. She's driving me nuts. Oh, but Marsali, seriously. <sighs> Took a pound in, dude. Took a pound oh, in. Oh, I'm so... And she's... Think about it. Like, Jermaine says, Mommy won't wake up, and the guys have been gone for a while, okay? So she has been KO'd, knocked out for quite some time. Yep. All right, let's get the next one. Hi, Marion Blake. This is Angela from South Carolina. Angela. I am calling um, to talk about Journey Cake on day 528 of working from home and e-learning. So um, I'm currently sitting in my car hiding. (laughs) I do the same. um, From my children. (laughs) I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I love Journey Cake. I give it a 4.8 kilts. My good was... The journey cake was peanut butter, and she made quite the effort to make that peanut butter. It was really like a nostalgic, sweet moment. My bad was – it's not really my bad. It was my funny. Um, but 
the sex scene with the smells, we were, my husband and I were dying over the idea of a like scratch and sniff sex scene. Um, (laughs) So made me laugh. And my great, um, I'm just really enjoying Ian. And I was on the edge of my seat as to whether um, or not Bree and Roger were going to get to go through the stones. Um, I'm, I'm only a show watcher. But um, I was just on the edge of my seat, and I love mm. that Ian went with him, and we're slowly learning his story, which yes. I'm thinking he had somebody go to through the stones that he loved. That's the woman that's, quote, dead to him. Mm. Love the show. Can't wait to hear the episode. Bye. Thank you so much. And the previous caller was a first-time caller, but we didn't ding because of Lumos. Oh, crap. All right. So, you know what? Here, here is a- uh, Belated ding. A belated ding. Ready? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. All right, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary Blake. It's Sharon calling from Chicago. I'm going to give this episode a big fat five. I absolutely loved it. And I've just been thinking about it for days. It's one of the episodes this season that I've watched several times, Mm -hmm. um, especially the part where um, Jamie and Claire are having that little conversation in her surgery. I just love how Jamie (laughs) kind of wanders in with this coffee cup. Hey, what's up? And how she steals his coffee. And he gives her that little look. It's such a married couple (laughs) thing that it just, yes, that the best part was Claire's face when she was talking about the sperms and just like waiting to see when so Jamie would just get there and figure out what was going on. It's just such so priceless. Um, the beginning, I just wanted to just chat about that real quick. The beginning gave me a little bit of pause because I was wondering why they had that charred body. Um, and I thought, ooh, Mary's not going to like this. No. Um, but I think it ha- was a sort of a symbolism for Roger. He had to send that girl on her way. Um, and so it, it was almost like, okay, this is too hard for me. I am... Um, I can't be around this danger anymore. This is one thing after the other. Um, this is the right thing to do, but it's not the right thing for my family. And we kind of have, it's time for us to go. So when the opportunity came, I think it was a lot easier for Roger to make that decision. Um, and he knew more danger was on its way. So that's sure. what I was thinking that was about. Thanks guys. Nice. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Always. Oh, Sharon always brings it. I know. Seriously. I, I lo- in, in, when she says I give this like a, a four, seven and higher, I get really excited because usually Sharon and I are on yeah. the same page. You guys, yeah. Where we, we usually have the same kind of, you know, vernacular mm-hmm. uh, and the same kind of, you know, DNA with, with television shows. So it gets me excited. Yeah. So thank you, Sharon. I really appreciate that. Let's get the next one. Hey, Mary and Blake. This is Karen from Indiana. Hey, Karen. Calling about Journey Cake. I give it 4.95 kilts. I really liked the episode, but unfortunately, um, I had to not give it a five because of the browns. Mm. Um, my good is the farewell um, dinner that they had together. Yes. Obviously, it was funny with the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and how cute was that, but... Um, just the idea of them all having one final meal together, mm-hmm. it, it literally made me cry. Um, my bad is the Browns. I know we need another sort of villain to kind of get us to the next episode, but mm-hmm. man, can't they just have some relaxed time? <laughs> I know. They just got right? done with Bonnet and now they have to deal with this. Yes. Um, so that knocked it down just a little bit for me. But my great is Jamie lighting the fiery cross. Um, 
Anybody else expect to see a lot more flames going up along the ridge, a la mm. Lord of the Rings? Yes. Um, oh, I like it. I really it. liked it. I loved thinking about how, you know, he's lighting this for war. He's going in for Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can't wait to see how we end the season. But then, man, I'm dreading having to wait until the next season to, to get more. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Bye. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, again, that, that, that fiery cross thing is, is really special to, I think to the end of the season, how it built mm-hmm. up and it was relatively organic, how it built up. Uh, Tanya Royston here says, uh, the sperm stuff was just pushed in and didn't make sense, but I'm sure it had to be put in. So not flowing. Would you agree with this? Did you think feel like it just kind of came out of well, nowhere? Well, let me ask that of you, Blake, as a show watcher and not a book reader. Um, I understand that it's probably an important thing to the book readers. Um, for me, I think it was cute. Uh, the, you know, we, we actually, a, a caller a little while ago made light of it. The married couple stuff. Mm-hmm. The married couple stuff is really cool. And even though it kind of it kind of felt like Okay, this is a thing that's happening. This is a moment that happens in the book that everybody loves, so we have to get it in there. So, at moments as opposed to scenes, uh, we've had this discussion before on this podcast. Moments are things that just happen, whereas scenes is something where things are earned. Um, it feels like a moment. It feels like a thing that happens, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it because it gives us a married couple thing, and that's what I want. I want. I want to feel like I'm part of the relationship with Jamie and Claire. And if this is one of those things that has to happen in order to facilitate that feeling, then yeah, I'm in. I'm in. How about you, Marvin? What do you think? So, A, you know, we've been able to see Claire in this season just try different things that aren't necessarily within their time. So here she is with her brand new lens given from, of course, the best gift giver ever, Sir Gifts-A-Lot, Lord John Gray. Um, And it makes sense for her to be trying out things. We've, of course, been able to see her try penicillin many times um, until she got it right in, in in that same surgery. So I think it's neat just to see her trying different things and trying to use her lens in a different way rather than just saying, oh, I'm just working on this new present that Lord John gave me. Uh, Just to see that she is always trying to work on her craft and find that balance between having this futuristic knowledge and what tools she has to work with during the present day. I also think that it is an interesting thing to see the the biology of sperm when so many people keep getting pregnant in this show. Um, And, you know... I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thing that it's like it's not necessarily just to see the the biological aspect of it. Sure. So I don't know. But I I found it to flow fine. But then again, I'm a book reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tammy, Tammy Spencer here, Outlander cast staff writer extraordinaire, says it's Yay. nice to have the small moments in mm. order to break up the big drama. It's the quiet time people always ask for in this show. 100% right. Yeah. 100%, 100% right. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's get to the next one. Hi, it's Angela Hickey in New Jersey. Angela! What an incredible trip we took with Journey Cake. Yes. The beats in this episode could have easily become a mess, but in Diana's hands, we got a masterpiece. Amen. After six viewings, I'm giving it five kills. For me, it was just below Wentworth as the best mm. penultimate episode of any season. Yes. My good is a tie. First, 
finally getting a connective scene between Bree and Jamie. Yes. This relationship needed some serious defrosting. Mm -hmm. Second, wonderful to see Lord John's character finally shine this season. I knew Diana would highlight his bonds mm -hmm. with Bree and Jamie. He yep. is a favorite of hers. This isn't a five plus because I do have a bad. It goes to the writer's room for breaking the season to reorder Bree and Claire's abductions to air back to back. I don't get that choice. And my great, all of the incredible writing, layers, and nuance crafted to seamlessly by herself. She touched every emotion, infused her humor, paced it perfectly, and left you breathless for the finale. Every bit of dialogue had purpose and intention. All of the characters and relationships were on point. I loved her use of peanut butter and jelly oh, as so a quote-unquote theme song for the episode. Just like her books, she wrote Journey Cake in layers. I've watched six times and picked up new ripples in each. Make sure you rewatch this episode again after the finale yes. airs. Can't wait. Yes. Oh my gosh. Such a great, just like D'Angelo said, just such a great penultimate episode. Um, I'm thrilled that we, you okay, Blake? Uh, I'm great. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I'm just so thrilled that we were able to lean into this and now we can have this kind of adrenaline rush as we go into the finale together. So I agree, Angela, so many things had to be accomplished in this episode and Diana did it fluidly. Yeah, I would say so. Normally, I'm not one to be like, oh, Diana did this, so it has to be perfect. Uh, in fact, I'm quite in the opposite camp. Uh, I will not say that it's a perfect episode of television, and it's not necessarily the writer's or the writer's room's fault. Um, it just, I think Angela makes a great point. There are some, there are some, th there are some things here that happen, again, that just happen. Um, and having two abductions right in a row is aggressive um but that i think that's probably more to do with the episode count than the writing itself um so then you have to get into the choices that they have to make like okay do you put the brownsville stuff and the claire abduction into this season or do you push it to the next season and do you let the brie and bonnet thing breathe more do you let that happen more uh, or do you end the season on jamie lighting the cross like there, there's a whole bunch of different things that could have happened uh so Personally, personally. Ooh, okay. You know what I would have liked? Okay. I would have been down. I would have been absolutely down with this. Letting the Jamie and Bonnet, I'm sorry, the Brie and Bonnet stuff breathe. Okay. And the the finale mm -hmm. is Claire gets captured. Okay. And the season ends on Jamie lighting the cross. All right. Because you still fulfill the promise of the fiery cross. Yes. Uh, you still fulfill it. Mm -hmm. But it brings you to the next season and it allows the Browns to be the thing that starts the season off the next season. Interesting. That would have been my, but without, I mean, again, without knowing book six, without knowing anything ahead of time, that would have been my, that would have been mm -hmm. my, my goal. But what the hell do I know? All right. We got the last one. You ready for this? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Allie from Michigan. And hey, I Allie. am a first-time caller. Yay! I found Ding. Outlander when oh, browsing sorry. on Netflix last summer, and ever since... Hold on. It's such a loud ding. head over heels obsessed. All right. Obviously, I binged the show. And mm -hmm. then, believe it or not, I listened to all eight audiobooks uh, within the past eight months, Woo! of which I'd highly recommend the audiobooks, Agreed. By the way. Agreed. I give this episode a 4.9 kilts. It gave me all the book feels. Thank you, Diana. Mm -hmm. The only reason I didn't give it a five is that I would have liked at least one episode between Bree's abduction and Claire's abduction. 
It's a little all too much in a row for me. I could have done without the episode 503, you know, the weird, creepy, horror, weirdly <laughs> episode, um, and done with more time spent on the back half of the season, of which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I love the episode, especially the Brie-Jamie scene and the Brie-Lizzie scene. Also, before I go, Mary, if you have any time during Droughtlander, it would be so amazing for you to do an episode comparing the books to the TV show mm. or just doing a podcast on the books in general. I think so many of us book readers would just love that. Well, that's all for now. Thank you so much for all you do. Bye. Thank you. Well, thank you. <gasps> Everyone's saying your ding is loud. Fine. You gotta Fine. turn the volume of that one button down. I will take the volume of that one button thank down. You. Okay. You're, you're you welcome. Guys. All right. You're welcome. Oh, I've been saying it for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marvin, uh, that is the end of the voicemails. Are you ready to do the preview for mm. next episode? Oh, my God. Yes. All right, let's bring it up. Lumos is ready as well. Let's bring it up, shall we? We shall. All right, let's do it. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, podcast listeners. Here we go. I have lived through war. Yes, you have. Lost much. I know what's worth the fight. Honor and courage are matters of the bone. And what a man will kill for, he'll sometimes die for too. Oh. We're gonna get her back. Oh. We're gonna get her back. Very. Okay, can we just go like. Very ominous. Very, uh, the tone here is very dour. It's very serious. Mm. Um, I, you know, my, my little theory there of ending the, the season on Jamie with the fiery cross. Um, I still kind of think that would be a great choice, but I like seeing what they're going to do here. Uh, and how this may affect the Frasers. We all know that Claire is going to get rescued. It's going to happen. It's a question of what happens in between. And how they go about doing it. That's the real thing. And, you know, Jamie has this line here. It says, oh, uh, what men will die for this. Makes me wonder if someone... Oh my someone, gosh, I just got a shiver. Makes me wonder if someone's going to croak. All right, so do you want to go uh, scene by scene? Or what do you, you want to do? You don't need to, like, pull... I mean, you could. Yeah, sure, let's do okay. it. Okay, all right. I have lived through war. Okay, Was first... That Fergus that he, like, saw at first? Yes, and I... For some reason, I... Am having a, a a man crush on this hallway that they have a lot of shots in, and it just it's a like they've they've had a lot of different shots this season in this hallway in this hallway agreed and they've all been tremendous. It's reminded me of the kitchen. You know how the kitchen in your home is where everyone congregates. Yes. It's like a really important spot in your house. This is their kitchen. This hallway between the house and the surgery. Where this is where people go, man. Yep. You, you, this is where you hang out at, the, at, at Fraser's house. This yes. is where you go. All right. Yes. Oh, okay. The, so we've got Hodgepile. Yep. Right? Right there. And the, the notice that the color here, uh, again, if you're a podcast listener, I apologize. Uh, next time, just watch us live. Um, but if you're... If you're here watching us live, you can see that on the screen, the coloring here is way, 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 muted, way yeah. muted. Mm-hmm. And you're only seeing bits of color here and there, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, you know, random log carrier from Brownsville wearing the His red His name coat. is Hodgepile. Yeah, log carrier. Um, they named him. So it's this is an interesting choice. And they don't usually change this kind of stuff for the trailer. Usually this kind of thing exists in the show as it's shown. So 
I, I look forward to seeing what kind of creative choice they're going to make with this choice. Lost much. What do you think they're doing right there? Oh, bringing Claire to the river? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty fast-moving river. Yeah, maybe they're going to maybe toss her in the river. I, I don't know. Maybe that's like the one moment that is happening right before Jamie arrives to save her. Maybe they're going to toss her in the river and say, all right, see you later. Goodbye. You're dead. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know what's okay, stop. Okay. All right. All right, we got JQM in the background with some Th- Fergus. Oh, yes. Fergus with his giant wooden hand. Uh, we got some random. Wait a smack. <laughs> we got some. Smack whoever smacked Marcelli, right? Boom. Uh, we got some random ridge log carriers behind them. And Jamie with this tremendous coat and his kilt on. Oh, yes, ladies and gents, the kilt is coming back. Oh, And yeah. notice here, too, the, the highly blue colors. Um, more muted colors coming out of this that show. That guy in the left did not get the memo. He did not get the memo. in the in the hallway. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, hey, I, thought you said, I thought you said to meet by the privy. And he brought like the longest gun ever. <laughs> think he, Everybody think he's else compensating? has pistols. <laughs> Poor thing. All right, let's do it. The fight. Honor and cut. Okay, Ian with, with either blood, it looks like blood to me, putting on it on his face, getting ready for some battle. I'm in. Ian's kind of a badass this year, and I'm in on it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with this, Ian. I'm in on it. matters of the bone. Oh, there's the gun. Here we go. And what a man will who are those for. peeps? Oh, and I shot at Jamie shooting the gun. I don't know. I'm not sure who they were. Okay. He'll sometimes die for it, too. Okay, oh. now, see, this shot of Claire here, Wherever, wherever she is, she's in some kind of house. This doesn't look like the outfit she was in when she was abducted. Yeah, this feels something else. And this shot here tells me, and it actually kind of confirms my outlandish theory of the week, one of them. What? That Claire does something to kill somebody to get out of whatever she, whatever she's captured in. And like this reaction of her, whether she's like freaking the F out, this feels like what she is freaking out after she has killed somebody. Interesting. That's what it feels like to me. Interesting. Right, so that's what I'm in on. Where do you think I'm she get is? Her back. All right. Because look at look at where where do you think she is when she's having that freak out? I don't know. I can't tell where she is. I don't think she's at Fraser's Ridge. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna say a whole lot of interesting. Yes. So. I'll take that. I'll take the interesting. Yeah. All right, Marvin, are you ready to close this bad boy out? I am. All right, let's uh, let's do that. Hold on. Just vamp for me for one moment, if you could. You're not vamping. Oh. I asked you to vamp. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Let me vamp. How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. You almost left, and so did my concentration. I apologize. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Don't forget, guys. Like the most important thing ever. Sunday night will not be like your regular Sunday nights. We want you to be dressed up. We want you to don your Outlander cast shirts if you've gotten any from us or if you have a finale party shirt. We want you to wear an Outlander shirt if you don't have any of those. We want you to uh, join in the fun. Seriously. Outlandercast.com. Click on the menu where it says finale party. We do have a virtual event um, listed on Facebook. So we're going to be streaming our virtual event 
wherever we're streaming it now. So if you found us now for this episode, that's where we're going to be again. <laughs> yep. Um, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Live. We will have a pre-show that you do not want to miss. Even if you're one of our international listeners, you will not be spoiled by the internet, by the uh, pre-show. So 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will push play on our Stars app. So those of you who are watching it live through Stars or those of you who have the app as well can push play. And uh, we will have the camera on Blake and myself for reactions. And then once the show is done, we will come back for a post-show discussion where we want all of your reactions. And we do want to say that all members of OutlanderCastClan.com have the ability to submit video Videos. feedback yes. that will need to be sent in by when, Blake? 5 p.m. Eastern? Uh, the predictions have to be sent in tom- by tomorrow, 5 p.m. And they Eastern. need to be like spoiler free. Yes, so all if you're a free. book reader, please don't drop in any spoilers. And then the reactions have to be sent to me no later than Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Yes. So that way I so can if get you're a member of OutlanderCastClan.com, you get to do a pre recorded video of yourself that will air up on our TV, will be part of uh, our show in a Cannot wait. Tammy asks, is it 7 or 7.15 on Sunday? It's 7.15. Sorry. So. 7.15. All right. You ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. All right. I got Europe. We're ready to go. Okay. It's loud. It's loud. It's supposed to be loud. I know, but I don't need it that loud. Oh. So this is Europe. Are you putting, are you not putting the video up? No, no, no. Can they see what Europe looks like? This, of course, is the final countdown song. And we have played it for every single penultimate episode, right, Blake? Of, of, every... of Outlander cast for every season. For those of you who've never heard this song before, you've missed out. And now you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Feel it. Okay. Finale party. It's happening. Yes, it is. On Sunday. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's what, let... what Blake? What Blake? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel it. Yes. All right. Look at that hair. Woo! Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> so much volume. So much hairspray. Oh. Fun fact. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Here oh, it is. Okay. Here Sorry. It is. Sorry. The climax. It's the final countdown. Oh, yeah. The 80s were great. The final countdown. Oh, yes. All right, go ahead, Mary. Okay, so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Of course, we're having this virtual finale party, which once again, you need to be here. Okay, you need to be here. Promise me you're going to be joining us for some aspect, if not all of the virtual finale party. I just need to say, thank goodness gracious we're not having a real finale party because we're about to have Snowmageddon. That's right. (laughs) Mother's Day weekend. uh, We here in Rhode Island are going to be getting the freakiest of freaky snowstorms coming in Saturday. So the day that everyone would have been traveling, hold hold up. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Kids in you. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, we're having this like majorly freak snowstorm coming through the northeast states that we are not prepared for. We're used to it snowing in March, sometimes snowing in April, which it did also this year, I think. Um, 
we're not used to snowing in May. Not used to snowing at all. So just be thankful that none of you are flying into <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island this Saturday. Right. So everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening and putting up with our Europe obsession and uh, this killer guitar solo just shredding, shredding. Uh, go to MarionBlake.com to check out all the podcasts that we have for every show that we do, for everything that we got going on. Go to OutlanderCastClan.com to get all the extra podcasts that don't come on our normal feeds. If this has brought joy to your life during these dark times, please, please, please think about becoming a member at OutlanderCastClan.com. It means so much to Blake and I, and it keeps this going. Yes. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you so much for all the reviews that we've gotten on all of your particular podcatchers, especially the Apple Podcasts. And also, we've got a number of reviews on Facebook for the Mary and Blake page, which I adore. I adore them. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Continue to do that. Continue to give us some reviews on Mary and Blake Facebook page. Head over there. Like us. Subscribe to it. Because you get all, you get all the cool stuff that we do from, uh, from cool movie news, cool show news, random musings. We're there. We're having fun. <laughs> Every time I hear this song, even yeah. though I, I, how much I love Europe, I think of Arrested Development and Job and his music, his his uh, his magic shows. <laughs> I love you guys. Not tricks, Michael. Illusions. Tricks are what whores do for money. <laughs> you guys have brought so much joy to our lives. Let's keep rocking and rolling. This finale is going to be a doozy. Yes, it okay? is. It's going to be a doozy, and we're going to deal with it and jump on and discuss it all together. Yep. All right. Ready to close us out? Sure am. Let's get it done. For now, oof, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to the final countdown of Outlander Cast. <laughs> Good job, Mary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <laughs>